0: Welcome, everyone, to the Close More Sales Podcast. Our purpose is to empower sales professionals and entrepreneurs to push themselves to grow, achieve unimaginable success without burning out, and ultimately transform their lives. I'm Ian Ross, and I am obsessed with all things sales. And I work with teams across the country to make more money by asking better questions. The most proven path to achieving financial freedom is maximizing your earning potential, and a sales role is the lowest barrier with the highest possible ceiling for entry onto that path. Anyone can become a killer salesperson with the right techniques, mindset, and consistency. Everything we cover on this podcast, it's geared toward one thing, helping you close more sales so you can live the life you want. Now, this is a new podcast, so we're in the growth stage. If you get any value from this episode today, follow, subscribe, let your friends know, uh, and let us know either in the comments on YouTube or in a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tell us what it is you got out of the show. If you have conversations where how well you speak determines how much money you can make, you're in a sales role. And if you'd like to get better at what you do text CLOSE to 33777. We will see if we can help you out along the process. In today's episode, I wanna talk with you about using a step-by-step technique to fix whatever challenges you are facing in your sales process. I have developed this technique by using an acronym. That acronym is plan, having a plan. So I'll break that down on this episode and exactly how that will work for you and how you can use it to fix your sales problems and fix whatever is in your way in your life in terms of running your sales process effectively and figuring out where your faults and mistakes are so that you can succeed at what you're doing. So the acronym plan, it stands for Purpose, Locate, Action, and Navigate. And I'm going to talk you through each Step along the way. There's a few things you can use to think about identifying a sales problem, but I want to really focus on having a repeatable process, something you can do over and over again. You can iterate on, regardless of whatever that problem is as it comes up for you. That is the point of this acronym to fix the challenges that you have in your process. So, again, it's PLAN, P L A N. As a way to identify what's going on and act on that challenge. The first letter in the acronym plan is for purpose. This is more or less you can think of as finding your why, finding the ultimate purpose for you as a person, you as a professional, you as a human being. Why are you trying to get better at what you're doing? Why are you trying to get better at? this sales role? Why are you trying to get better at your techniques? Why are you trying to make more money? What are you trying to do? Why? Why? Finding your why, people have different thoughts around this, but I can tell you fundamentally what will not work in the long run. And that is thinking about, oh, my why to get good at a sales role, to make all this money, to get these big fat commission checks is so that I can pull up in a Lambo to the club. That will not work for what I'm trying to do here because the image of owning a Lamborghini, of having that type of luxury, that will shatter as soon as you hit the inevitable roadblocks in life and in business. Because something will go wrong. Something will go wrong in your life, it will go wrong in your process. There will be roadblocks and bumps and challenges along the way. If you are not prepared for that, You will stumble and fall. So, your purpose has to be a deeper why to guide you to getting things done effectively than simply, I want material goods. And I'll break that down here. So, for me, what do I use personally? I actually use a split image that I have in my head. And and I'll wanna talk with you about how you can maybe find the same split image for yourself. So, for me, that image is of my wife and son, it's of my family. And that split image is two different versions of them. On the one side is them happy and healthy, living in abundance and luxury. Everything is going well. They are comfortable and enjoying life. On the other side, they're struggling. They're worried about bills. They're worried about when the next paycheck is going to come. Maybe they have medical issues that arise that suddenly we need to start a GoFundMe for. They're struggling in a way where finances would fix that struggle. And I use that image as fuel. That is my why. Seeing my son's face in my head happy and seeing my son's face sad is an incredibly powerful motivator. It is the deep rooted why that fuels the why of why I'm trying to get better. So thinking that way is super key because. I mean, we're all familiar with this Simon Sinek talking about. Let's start with why. Um, at least I assume most of you are familiar with this idea. Starting with why. Some people don't quite understand it. Some people have complaints about it. Why, as Simon has said, and I also agree with, why is simply context. It is context for why to do something. It is the underlying reason and the purpose. Your purpose. In figuring out this acronym is just a deeper understanding of that. So it doesn't have to be as profound as it is for me, necessarily, of imagining my family happy and healthy and living in abundance and luxury and then destitute and suffering. It doesn't have to be quite as stark a contrast, but I would recommend figuring out some type of split image motivation that works for you. One image is good if it's just simply your family. The reason I like to literally view that split down the middle and that two different side is because depending on what I'm going through, whatever the challenge is, whatever I am having to push past, I can draw on that same image that's a split depending on what I need. So if I'm thinking positive, if I'm feeling optimistic, if I want to draw on a positive image, I get to use the happy healthy side. If I'm maybe dealing with a little bit more struggle, something that requires an extra kick in the butt to do the activity, to do the work that I know I need to do, a negative image is often more powerful and more motivating than a positive one. And so I have the exact same purpose, that split image in mind to fuel me to get going. Your purpose can change over time. Before I had a son, my son was not in my image. My wife was, but before I met my wife, my wife wasn't in my image. So your your purpose can change over time. And the way to think about this is that the fuel you put into a Toyota Prius is not the same fuel for a Porsche 911. Your fuel can change depending on what stage you are of your life and your career. But you need fuel to get whatever vehicle you are in to move. You need it to go from point A to point B and on to point C and beyond. So I want to invite you to spend a little time to think about a split image of your why. You can think carefully about a positive outcome and a more negative affecting version of that same type of thing. Again, for me, the easiest thing to think about is a positive version of my family and a negative one where finances are a direct contributor, because that's what me in a sales role, that's that purpose. It's like the family is the bigger thing and having more money fuels both of those things. So I would invite you to find what that is. And also about context, understanding the why behind everything matters. So not just the greater why for you, why do I want to fix this, but also why do I want to fix this part of this process? So for instance, why does it matter that my prospect should be talking 70% of the time and I should be talking 30% of the time? That's an important why to think about. Why, does, why should I use this closing line? Why should I ask the question, how long have you been thinking about making a change? Understanding the why behind actual techniques is super valuable as well because it allows you to actually understand when to use them when your process gets interrupted, when the perfect presentation, consultation, the perfect phone call, when it's not perfect, how should I think about when to use what? That is understanding the context behind any action you do. And that first P in plan, that first letter, is the underlying reason for why you are not only in this role and why you are trying to make the type of money you can make in a sales role, but also why you're willing to push yourself to get better. Why are you willing to get uncomfortable? In fact, ignore comfort entirely so that you can focus on what is optimal to achieve the results that you want to achieve. If you can think of a split image, it will allow you to draw in a singular source because it's kind of a hack because you get two versions of it. So I want to draw attention to that and give you that opportunity. So spend some time, think about your purpose in sort of a coin flip version, right? The happy side and the negative side in a way to fuel you. That, that is a huge key here. The second letter in that acronym plan is L. This is where we get into stuff a little bit less abstract and maybe even woo-woo in thinking about my fuel for why I'm doing anything and actually identify where the weakness is in your sales process. L for locate. This is not just, it's, it's for figuring out where the issue is in your process, but it has to be something that you can control. And this is key here. If you are in a sales role and what you locate is that marketing isn't bringing in enough leads, that will not work for this part of this technique, because that means you're focusing on something that you don't have control over. All you have control over is your sales process. So if you find that marketing isn't bringing in enough leads, that means what you do have control over, your sales process is set up ineffectively to adapt to what is in your control, which is, what you can do on a daily basis. And what is out of your control is the rate at which marketing brings you leads. So if marketing isn't bringing in enough, and therefore your process isn't working effectively, you need to locate where it is in your process that can adapt to what is outside your control, which is marketing doesn't bring enough. So you can't stop and go. Oh well, if only I had enough leads. If only marketing was bringing me better leads. If they were making sure they actually qualify the people they sent my way, I would be fine. That's not locating the issue because that's outside of your control. Focus on what you can do and what you can fix. That's a really key part here. So if if you, again to reiterate this because this is so important, if you are locating an issue that is outside of your control, then that's not the issue. What you need to keep doing is searching for what is within your control that you can adjust for to make sure it works for what's outside your control. And whether I'm selling a business owner on sales training, leadership training, or you know I'm talking to members of our community when they first join, I ask this one question. I ask if you could fix a part of your sales process that if you fixed it first, would have outsized results compared to anything else, what would it be? You need to ask yourself this same question as the salesperson, as an individual contributor, where that process, where what you're doing on a daily basis, where how you're adapting to what's being sent your way and how you're following up, the questions you're asking, everything you are actually doing, focus on what is within your control and what in that process, if you got better at it, would give you huge outsized results. Maybe you realize that you're only at 35 minutes of talk time on an average day. And then you look and based on your numbers, based on your closing ratio and how much you get paid per sale, you realize, assuming everything were equal, based on these numbers, that to reach the financial goals that you have to fit with your capital P purpose for this acronym plan, means you would need five hours of talk time. Okay, that can be a little overwhelming, but let's just use this as an example to fuel us through the rest of this, to to guide us to make this point. What your challenge is could be different, could be something much simpler, could be something much harder, but we're gonna use this example and I want you to do the work here listening to think how does this apply to me? If this talk time's not my issue, my activity here is not my issue, figure out what it is for you. So reflect on that as I go through this. So you've located, all right, I'm only talking 35 minutes every single day on average. That's I can just tell you straight away, that's probably not enough. And if you're looking at based on your current numbers, you realize you need to be at five hours. So let's transition now into the third letter in the acronym, A which stands for action, making effective changes. Now, the action portion here, this is where most people struggle. I mentioned that 35 minutes of talk time needing to be five hours based on the numbers. What most salespeople do when they were to discover an issue like that is go, go, okay, how can I get so good to close enough deals in that 35 minutes of talk time? And what they do is they set their sights impossibly high either in the short term or they just try to achieve something that should take 12 months in 12 hours. They're not thinking about this appropriately, not thinking about this directly. Rather than trying to up their skills, the easiest thing to fix first is assume that your skills are your baseline. We'll come to that in a minute here about your skills improving, but just assume this is how good I am. So if I'm identifying where in my process I can, I, I need to m- take more action, think about what activity I can be doing. And the action itself should be broken down into daily and also sort of weekly expectations of yourself to be able to reach that longer goal. Focus on the activity aspect rather than the skill aspect. and. Also really key here, don't spend so long in planning out your action part that you become a sort of chronic, passive planner, rather than someone who, when they locate that issue, their first reaction is to go, all right, there's actions I need to take. So you wanna break down the actions that you need to do into manageable tasks. So again, we'll talk about it in the context of something as simple as saying, my skills are at this level and my talk time is averaging 35 minutes. So I need to increase my talk time to five hours. Let's just keep it that simple. You wanna increase it in small increments consistently over time. If you immediately start going, okay, if I'm at 35 minutes of talk time and I need to be at five hours, Therefore, tomorrow my talk time needs to be at 5 hours. You might and I really do mean might. Do that for a day, a few days, maybe you'll you'll get a week or two in. But one of the things you might notice is that what's going on in your talk time is you're just you're actually not calling enough. You're not doing enough outbound work to be able to have enough conversations. So let's say on average it takes you 50 dials per hour of talk time so for you're averaging 35 minutes of talk time let's say you're you're right around the the 30 dials a day well to get to five hours you're talking about 250 maybe 250 plus dials you can't just go from 30 dials to 250 like that and sustain it. Because what you need to do in the rest of the time, the activity you're already doing in your role will need to adjust. Your days do not look the same. If you look at a salesperson who's dialing 30 numbers a day and a salesperson who's dialing 250 and you look at that over time, their days look different. So the other aspects of your life are gonna start to be affected by this as well. Think about it that that way, And, and think about how to set those realistic expectations. So you wanna draft up your action plan, and this is where we get to the fourth section here, which is the N, navigating, setting a realistic timeline for that improvement. Let's talk about it this way. Again, if you're trying to go from 35 minutes of talk time to five hours per day, the first thing should go, okay, Next week is when this time starts. Now I go from 35 minutes to 40 minutes per day. I do that on Monday. Tuesday, it's 40 to 45. And then I'm going up from to 45 to an hour. And then I hold that hour for a week. I just make sure I get an hour of talk time every single week, do as many calls as I need to do. If I've been consistent on that for a week, I go, great. Guess what, next week on Monday, That day, it's an hour and 10 minutes of talk time. Then it's an hour and 20 minutes on Tuesday, hour and a half on Wednesday, hour 45 on Thursday. Friday, two hours of talk time. Then I get to take a break for the weekend. Then I hold and stay consistent on that two hours of talk time every single day for two weeks before introducing, again, another week of growth. This is how you make changes and hold to those changes. Most people just try and do those 5 hours of talk time immediately. The reason you need to figure out the appropriate timeline to make those changes is again, let's let's say for convenience sake, it's only 50 dials per hour of talk time or it's, or you know, maybe that's that's high for you cuz you've got better data. Just we're just assuming it for the math that based on how good your data is, 50 dials. We can include double dials in that for some of you if you have better data and you're used to that. At that rate, at 50 dials, I'm getting an hour of talk time. So if you're only making, you know, 20 to 30 dials per day to go to 250 consistency consistently, it cannot be at the snap of your fingers. Because you're gonna have to arrange how you spend the rest of your time very differently. You will have to reprioritize. Other things you do throughout your workday and find the best way to do that effectively is going to take time. And the way to do anything that takes time is to do it incrementally, do it carefully and intentionally over time. And as you make those changes, if you are the type of person to listen to this podcast, to do the things that will help you become a better performer, your skills. I mentioned skills earlier, your skills will inevitably go up. If you are skill improvement focused rather than activity increase focused, you are making one of the biggest mistakes a salesperson can make. Because the easiest way, this is the absolute hack here, the easiest way to improve your skills is to continue to keep the growth mindset while increasing your reps and upping your activity rather than only thinking about how to get better without actually doing more work. And we know this intuitively for most other things. If you wanna learn how to play Flight of the Bumblebee on the piano when you're brand new to the instrument, and you don't start learning that song note by note. You don't re- like play Flight of the Bumblebee every single note just bit by bit as you go along. You start with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. It's like that with any instrument. You set up time to practice the piano and get better incrementally rather than expecting to be the top piano player at my company by just learning the hardest song and devoting 15 minutes a day to that particular song. Another example, if you want to... Bench press, 250 pounds, 300 pounds. You don't start with that weight and go, oh, I wasn't able to bench press 250. I guess I'll just try and do that a little bit more tomorrow. You start with less. You start with a weight that makes sense for your strength right now, and you build that up incrementally over time. This same principle applies to getting better at sales. So to create a sustainable plan, to get your skills up is to create a sustainable plan to get your activity up. Get more reps in and maintain the growth mindset, listening to podcasts like this, trying to get better every day is actually thinking about what I can definitely control, which is just the pure activity that I do. So, your performance metrics, they will go up over time. So, we want to talk about how long it can take to get to those 5 hours. It varies depending on the salesperson. It varies depending on their starting point. And the reality is they also might get their skills up where they could actually do it in 2 hours of talk time. They can hit their financial goals in 2 hours. But they wouldn't have got to that point if not just focusing on increasing their talk time earlier and reprioritizing their tasks to be effective with their time management. This is the key to everything. This is planning your way through this challenge. It's about having a gradual growth mindset rather than a immediately, I'm the biggest, strongest guy in the room. So think about this process for you and set incremental targets. And you also mentioned when I talked about it, there were set times over the week. It wasn't just every a little bit better every single day. I mean, you can you can do that, but especially in the example I gave up of that extreme difference in talk time between 35 minutes and five hours. If you've been at 35 minutes on average, you've got other issues for one thing. And one of the best ways to get over those issues is just once you've gotten to that hour, hold that hour for a week. If you can do an hour for a week when you've been averaging 35, that's the key. Like, all right, that's my new baseline. Now I increase it again. I'm at two hours. I'll hold that for two weeks. So, this is the real key in terms of making those changes. So, let me recap again this framework. It's a plan framework P L A N. Purpose the purpose for why you were doing this. What is your underlying reason for getting better, for making money, for improving? Why are you doing this? L, locate the issue. Where is it in the process? Is it the leads coming in? Is it my conversions? What where is that challenge? Now you have to take action. It's the A. Take action on what I have to do. Rather than just going, eh, that, whatever I need to do is marketing needs to get better. Then once marketing's better, I'll be fine because my process is set up for marketing to be giving me more than they've ever given me before. That's not how you get better. It's to think, okay, if I'm getting this many leads without me doing any additional work, just being in this role, and I need more leads, I need to figure out what I can do in my process to get more leads outside of just relying on something outside of my control. And finally, the way to actually make those changes is navigating that timeline, figuring out how long you need to take to do that action. So always think about setting this incrementally rather than some big jump. And then once you've reached a new stage, again, in the example I've given of talk time, hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, make that your baseline and be consistent with that for a set period of time. If you apply this method to your sales strategies, if you think about when there's something wrong, there's something that needs to be fixed, I go, okay, first, Reminder: What is my purpose? Now you probably don't have to do that every single time you find an issue, but most people, if you ask them the question, "What's your purpose?" they'd be like, uh, "I make money, I guess. Make sure my family's okay." That that's okay. It's about as con- convincing as the way I delivered that message. But to really have a picture in your head will make sure that as things go off the rails, you can have a reminder for how to do things. So think about that split image and what that can be for you and use that because simply thinking on materialistic goods, the idea of buying that piece of property, buying that car, buying whatever it is you want to buy with the money you would make in a sales role, it will never shield you as much as possible. So figure out what your purpose is. That fuel can change over time. As a reminder, it doesn't have to be, this is my purpose forever. This is my purpose today and it's my purpose tomorrow. Figure that out. Once you have that, that will new challenges, you almost can skip the plan part. It's worth checking in on yourself. It's worth reminding yourself of the purpose. Because for some of you listening or watching, the purpose part will be way easier than others because you probably already have some type of mindset there. But reminding yourself, hey, this is the reason I want to get better. This is the reason this has to be better because I want this one side of the split image rather than the other. And then you get to the locate much quicker. Where is that issue? And if I fix this, it would have an outsized effect compared to other aspects of my process. Think about that. Then take action. Don't spend too much time thinking about how much you wanna take action. Start taking action immediately. And you can start taking action immediately by making it incremental. So think about it in terms of activity, action of activity, rather than action of, I got to get my skill set better. Your skill set will get better as you navigate the timeline, the final letter in the acronym. So this is, simply put, the main key towards getting better. If you can Repeat this process as things flare up, as challenges get in your way. You have something that's repeatable, that is effective, that is powerful to continuously grow and improve and reach towards more and more success. The skill part will come. The fact that you are watching this now means you probably have the mindset of, I know I need to get better. The hack to getting better is focusing on activity. It's It seems counterintuitive, but I promise you that is the case. And for most of our listeners, the biggest struggle for you will be in the L and the A part of the PLAN acronym. So if you want some guidance on figuring out exactly where in the process you have your problem. If you want to figure out how to locate where it is, you just know there's something, something isn't working because your results aren't there. Or maybe you have located the issue, but you're not exactly sure on how to fix it. Text CLOSE, C-L-O-S-E, to 777 We will see if we can give you some guidance on that part. I'm Ian Ross. This has been the Close More Sales Podcast.